welcome back to the Heartbeat of the District, the official student-run podcast of the Santa Cruz Valley's William S. Hart Union School District. I'm Izzy Caliburn-Tribble. And I'm Aaron Cuvedo. Today we are talking to uh, Ms. Holt, the show choir director over at Saugus, and Ms. Anders, the uh, show choir director at uh, my school, Hart High School. We'll be discussing how the creative ways show choir across our district have been able to adapt during our current distance learning environment. So make sure you stick around. All right. Um, yeah, Miss Anders, Miss Holt, welcome to Heartbeat of the District. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you. Good to be here. Absolutely. Of course. Yeah, no, um, I've been kind of adjacent to show choir in this last year with I'm involved with a lot of the tech side. Um, I've been actually technical directing the first Friday's live streams, which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, so this is always an interesting topic for me to do podcasts on. Um, yeah, so I'm, ex- I'm excited to see where this goes. Awesome. We've been so thankful to have you helping out with that. Yeah, definitely. That that's always a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So as as we just jump in here, do you just want to um, kind of give a rundown of you know what show choir is for people who don't know? Um, what kind of your normal year would look like? Um, you know, without the COVID of it all. Um, yeah. <laughs> sure. Sarah, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so at heart, show choir. Well, show choir in general is kind of a comprehensive marriage of singing, dancing, and acting, um, but not in the sense of like musical theater. Um, It's sort of more surrounded by creating like a 20 minute, depending on the division, which is like a whole nother can of worms, but like about a 20 minute um, show. um, It kind of takes a village of people to put together in terms of like what Mrs. Holt, what Miss Holt, sorry, and I do. But I also have a team of choreographers. I have a costume designer. I have a tech crew, which obviously, Aaron, you are involved in. Um, And it takes this whole group of people to put on um, anything that we do. And in a normal year, we would do several shows. Um, We would do a Broadway show in the fall. We would do like a progressive holiday house. It's kind of like a haunted house, but holiday themed in the winter. Um, and then we would do around now a pop show, which would be our opportunity to start debuting what we have ready of our um, competition shows before we start competing. Actually, like at this point in a normal year, we'd already have probably gone to two competitions already. Um, and we would compete all the way through April or May and then end the year with like a big spring concert shebang. Um, that's in a non-COVID year. Um, I can speak to the fact that in this COVID virtual year, we have still been able to do, we did a fall concert, Broadway concert. We did a holiday concert. We are doing a pop show, um, but they're all pre-recorded and edited and virtual. There's no live component. So. Yeah. And that's been, um, that's, that's a lot of stuff in the, in terms of the normal year and finding, you know, we'll talk about in a second, the way, the way that you guys have kind of found to, um, you know, port that over to something virtual with something that's usually such this grandiose thing. Um, yeah. So Miss Holt, do you kind of want to talk about the differences between the different show choir programs around our Valley? Yeah, sure. So my show choir year would look similar to Miss Anders, but um, for my school, we have one show choir um, and then we have a classical choir, a jazz choir, a treble on different variety and so our shows aren't happen at the same time we have a fall show a winter show 
um, a February show and then a spring show as well. And then my show choir goes to about the same competitions as uh, Mrs. Anders choirs. Um, and then uh, the only other school in our district that has a show choir, I believe at least at the high school level is Golden Valley. So their year usually looks similar to ours as well in that aspect. We all do like an all district choir festival as well. Um, but um, as far as show choir goes, uh, those are the three schools that have those kind of programs. Mm -hmm. So in terms of when you're going to these competitions, who are you competing against? Is it like people like um, like SoCal? Is it like our Valley and um, San Fernando Valley? Like what kind of what? How far is the reach of those schools that you're competing against? It depends. Some some competitions have people from out of state even come in and compete oh, wow. at, in Los Alamitos. There's usually that kind of thing going on. Um, and I know, so I don't know if they have out of state people, but all over California, for sure, from NorCal, from Southern California, all over the place. And sometimes we, depends because there's divisions, right? So there's a intermediate, novice, advanced. So sometimes we compete against each other within the district. Um, so a Golden Valley group, Saugus group, heart group, if we end up in the same group, because beyond that, it's, it's numbers. It's like, is it treble, like voices? Is it male voices as well? Or <clears throat> sorry, male voices can be treble voices too, but, um, voice composition as well as difficulty, as well as number of people in the group. There's like a lot of factors of who competes wow. against who, but yeah, tons and tons of groups from all over. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not in charge of figuring out how that all breaks down. And <laughs> that sounds like a logistical nightmare. And um, then also, like, just to jump in really quick. Yeah, Golden Valley has, I believe they have two competitive show choirs, but I think that the sort of the goal around Golden Valley is to build it into a fully, like, an, like all show choir program. Heart is a strictly show choir program. I do classical music with my choirs. Um, because I think it's good training for them ultimately as singers, but all four of my choirs are competitive show choirs. So I don't have like a classical component um, at all. Yeah. So kind of, do you want to kind of talk about what the, what the practical difference is between, you know, those, the, the classical show choir and the competitive show choir, what, what are the different things that those groups are doing? Um, yeah, I would say it's, it's very similar as Saugus, but it's more that a lot, a lot of my students are in two choirs. So instead of teaching my jazz choir classical music or teaching my show choir classical music or vice versa, I really encourage my students to be in more than one choir, which I know is not always easy, but it is pretty common at my school. And for that reason, I, I'm starting a career pathway. Actually, it's going to be a CTE course for all those who take more than one uh, choir if you take two, you'll be, get this career pathway. So it just, cause I think it is really important and we do have it first period. So it can work with the schedule and like show choir is a PE credit. So like it, it's, it's manageable to do, to do more than one. And I, I really encourage, encourage that because Sarah's absolutely right. Like we're saying it, the best case scenario is that you're well, a well-rounded performer. <laughs> yeah. It's more like preparing you for the most real world application of music, whatever that would be. So maybe it's not even necessarily singing. Maybe it's um, recording. Maybe it's producing music. Maybe it's songwriting. So in my courses, you're going to kind of get a like a really broad, diverse um, options for music. And I know right now all the choirs are getting that because we're all recording online. So we're all getting that music technology 
element we're doing theory we're doing sight reading and um it, it's just focusing on every single time we do something it's like what's the real world application and even though um not all the choirs right now are going to be a pathway it's not to say that they won't all be in the future i'm not the only one um, west ranch has one and valencia will too and they may all be that way in the future because all of our programs are really focusing on like the real world application. We have master classes with professionals come in once a month so that they can say, hey, I'm doing it. This is how you get here. This is what you need to do. Uh, yeah, so it's just preparing you for that career pathway. And it, it's not always singing, but um, we wanna give as many avenues as possible. Yeah, so in terms of like my choirs, my two advanced, my two top choirs sing classical music in the fall and they go to adjudicated classical festivals in the fall okay. from the standpoint that I think it makes them ultimately better musicians as they do their show choir material. Um, but I would say 95% of the material that they work on during the year is Broadway, jazz, pop, rock, alternative. Um, um, they end up loving it, even though they sometimes groan when I give it to them at the beginning um, but they end up it's kinds of ends up being some of their favorite pieces that they do during the year um, but ultimately it makes them more well-rounded and it makes them better show choir singers yeah that makes a lot of sense you know that that cross training like that it's like being a dancer like if you're a contemporary dancer you're still gonna want to take ballet because most dances are grounded in the basics of you know ballet no, that's definitely, and that, that doesn't just apply to even just performance, like even like, you know, athletics, like, um, you know, I, there's, there's plenty of, you know, baseball players, football players that also run track in, in the spring because, you know, it's, it's not just focusing on your one little niche thing, but growing those broad skills as a whole is definitely super helpful in, you know, just getting better and better in whatever your um, thing is yet. Yeah, something that stood out to me was that it's definitely amazing how you have so many different aspects to this program because there are lots of different students in this program, I'm sure. So it's nice that you have that variety. Um, I know that there's been a lot of creativity that's going into being able to perform in the last year. So what kind of things have you been able to do virtually? You know, at the beginning of the year, we were really hoping to go back to school fast, which obviously hasn't happened yet. Um, so we I got my team, my staff together and like really sat down and started planning how to make virtual shows exciting and not stale and monotonous. Um, so we were able to do like a full Broadway show and our, it essentially took the exact same form as our normal Broadway show, which is that every show choir itself got a musical assigned to them and they did a full set of songs from that musical. And then we were able to pull together solo acts from different like one-offs from different musicals. Uh, the beauty of those is that it's mixed from all the different choirs, like people audition and there's kids from every single choir which are leveled. So there's like freshmen with seniors and um, all in the same things. And they were able to film themselves and learn which kind of speaks to what Ms. Holt was saying about career pathways. Not only have they been learning how to like record their vocals, but they've also been learning how to self-tape, which is a big component of a lot of auditioning now and like pre-screens for college. Um, if you're going off to college to musical theater, they're 99% going to require you to submit a pre-screen of your audition before they bother auditioning you face-to-face. 
Um, so they were able to film themselves in various locations and they were super creative. We were able to get them costumes and we did a full um, Broadway concert in the fall that we actually also did a drive-in movie viewing for on the Hart campus, um, which gave it that like extra, like, oh my gosh, the kids can come and actually hear their applause for their numbers, which is such a big component of live performance is like, feeling the energy from the crowd and getting the accolades from your audience. Um, so I think that was our favorite so far. We're working currently on a virtual competition series and workers not from our district um, on cons. Normally they would be real competitions in terms of like first place, second place, third place in this world because we want it to be more of like a celebration of the kids' successes and like really keeping it like positive and not as competitive we're doing more caption awards so like best vocals best choreography best costumes best editing things like that um so there are going to be there's still going to you know the show must go on even though it's virtual um and we are putting together a four um event competition series starting in april so those are kind of like the highlights i think of this for at least at heart for what we've done i know miss holt's done a lot of cool stuff too yeah, and I definitely do want to hear about what's been going on at Sagas. But yeah, definitely from from even just the tech side, I know the that Hard on Broadway show was I think that yeah, that was the only um show that we've been able to do this year that was in person and we had that the the tech side of that is a whole nother podcast worth of stories. That was a crazy event. But um yeah, but no, just he, being able, especially for, you know, the people that were in show, show choir to hear, you know, people honking their horns and flashing their headlights and stuff um, was was really cool to see, you know, from that kind of outsider perspective. Um, yeah. So, Miss Holt, what kind of stuff has uh, Saga's been doing in terms of, you know, virtual shows and things like that? Uh, we've been doing some pretty similar stuff. So we um, always stream live on YouTube. I know you guys do Twitch. We do YouTube. Um, and um, we have the similar component there of like the live comments, which is kind of cool because like, like Mrs. Anders was saying, like the applause is so important and it's cool to get like really specific like hype comments from not only their peers but like their teachers and like parents and like you're watching yourself sing and like Mr. Fairy's like wow this is great like it's a good it's a good feeling for them and um we've been able to do a lot with the with the vocals and um the solos the solo acts are have been incredible a lot of my students have been making their own like mini virtual choirs or like full music videos for their solo you know like they just are really taken away with it um I'm not as skilled in that realm so I'm glad that they're doing that and you know slowly but surely thankfully the district provided us with some programs to help me with some video editing and um it's I think it gets better every single time so uh we've been doing a lot of shows like that and we're really excited for the heart um show choir competition that's involved with other show choirs around southern california it's definitely the thing that my show choir has been looking forward to the most this year and it'll be our biggest thing because we um we sang it all online recorded but now that we can dance on campus we can film it all in person on campus and i'm oh, hoping great. yeah and i'm hoping yeah. that for the spring concert that that can be this true for all of my choirs um for may uh, all of them um in person whether they're singing in person or not they can be filmed in person so you get great. instead of little boxes you can see everyone together even if they're apart with their masks on it's still mm. it's still just it feels great to be together right <laughs> yeah totally. no i'm definitely go ahead 
Yeah, to piggyback onto that, like like Ms. Holding, now that we're allowed to do start doing things on campus little by little, like my advanced group Sound Vibes has been on campus for about a month now. Um, all of their like they're a block schedule class, so they have periods one and two. And on the days that they have them back to back, they come to campus and we're either singing now, following like the CDC protocol for, for singing, or we're able to do choreography and I think it's changed their like outlook. It's changed their motivation. I think their mental, their mental health has like gone through the roof compared to what it was from the standpoint that they finally feel like they're an actual choir. I can hear each other sing. It can be very isolating doing all of this in your living room or bedroom. Um, and so kind of just to speak to what Ms. Holt was saying, I have, I mean, I'm like ever the optimist. So my hope is that like our spring concert scheduled for the weekend after graduation and finals. I even am hoping that we can do a live concert with no audience, like outdoors and live stream it hmm. to parents and people. So, I mean, masks, six feet, I don't care, like stand on our heads, rub our bellies at the same time, like whatever the rules are that they tell us we have to follow. We'd be so happy to comply just to be able to do something quote unquote normal to wrap the year up. I'm hopeful for that. I'm hopeful for that same thing. And I think it's very plausible. I, I had my advanced group come on to sing as well. Of course, the guidelines are extreme for singing, which is good. Um, eight feet apart, masks, you know, all facing the same direction. But I don't see why not if we are there singing in person, following the guidelines, why we couldn't have a concert live streamed like Mrs. Anders is saying, because I was surprised at how much I could hear them. Um, I could really hear them. So um, I don't know what sort of microphone situation or weather situation, but I'm also keeping my fingers crossed for that one. That'd be amazing. No, definitely. And I do think the beauty of some of the, the, you know, the live streams and things is, is you can be a little bit more, um, I guess, conspicuous with some of your tech stuff that you would normally like be in the way of the audience and things like that. So you can do something crazy with the mic setup and everything. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, I know Izzy, I don't know how much as a student, how much you've been able to go back on campus, but I know we've been conditioning for football for a good chunk of time now. And finally, like getting able, like actually today is our first, um, padded practice and just that outlook totally flipped. Like literally two weeks ago, we were all like, well, we're not having a season. We're not like, this is it. Like our coaches were all optimistically like, no, it's, it's not going to happen. You know, people are saying whatever, whatever. And within like, you know, a week, two weeks, watching the numbers go down like that totally flipped. And I'm definitely super optimistic about, I do think this last quarter of the year is going to be very, very busy for everything because we've gone from the state of like, everything's on zoom, everything's quiet to everything is happening again. Um, so I'm, I'm super stoked to kind of see what those different things come up with. Um, yeah. I think it's important to say as well that um, students might not feel motivated until they're on the campus. Cause Definitely. I know that some students are like, I don't even want to go back or like, I don't know. It seems all overwhelming. And, and if a student doesn't feel safe, I'm not saying they, should, stay, they yeah. should do whatever they're comfortable with. But if they're just feeling like, man, I'm not motivated. I, I would urge that student to get on campus. Cause the switch like flips, yeah. like once you're there, you're like, I'm in this. I forgot what this feels like. It takes a second because it's been a year. <laughs> yeah. It's so. yeah. The fact that we're coming up on a year of everything is absolutely insane. And I'm sure it's um, like a different atmosphere too, because uh, like, 
although like I'm sure the applause is really nice to have and it's like motivating it's also different when you're with everybody because it's just it's a different feeling instead of doing it like you said in your living room by yourself you know it's just that feeling of like all being able to actually get together it just feels like so nice so it's nice that we can actually get together I know for my kids yeah and I know for my kids like that is all they want they like I think more than performing for their families and their friends and applause they just want to be together they want to be with their team they want to be with their teachers they want to be doing the things they love and they're sick of doing it in their houses and so anything that they get to do is like a gift you know it's like this precious thing that they get so it's great Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we talked at the beginning of quarantine, every, the whole conversation was about how, you know, how much we were going to value social interaction. You know, obviously when we went to that, you know, 180 of like absolute nothing um, in the matter of days. And I think definitely that's kind of coming full, full circle again, like just being able to, you know, be allowed to be on campus, be allowed to be in groups with your friends and things. Um, is definitely something I don't think anybody really takes lightly. I think we're all super grateful for it. Another thing that like we're, we've been doing, and I know um, you guys wanted to talk about it a little bit that has been motivating oh my for gosh, students I completely is forgot. this First yes, Friday please. thing. Tell us about First Friday. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and Mrs. Anders host it, which is great on the Heart Twitch channel, and it's open to everyone, which has been fantastic. And it's so nice because um, all the – it's nice for the choirs across the district to feel connected. And we only got to do that before um, at the all district festival. Now we get to do it like twice a month and it's really cool to hype each other up. And um, besides the master classes, it's easier to do. I feel like in the first Fridays because it's more casual um, and it's just, it's just singing. Like it's just like two, one or two students from each school Um in the district, uh, every high school, um, middle school is welcome too. We haven't had one yet, but that would be so fun. Uh, and everyone sings a solo, one or two kids, and they get, you know, praise in the comments, and we get to hear all the talent at the other schools, which is it just always blows me away. Like there's not, it's not, it's not a little thing. Like these kids are good. Oh yeah, they're fantastic. <laughs> From all the schools, yeah, every single time, it it never runs out, and uh, I I'm excited to hopefully get more people tuning in outside of our like little choir community. I know I put it in the Saugus newsletter this week, hoping that maybe other families will tune in and just see like, it's another way to feel connected to the community, you know? Yeah, so, definitely. Nice yeah. And if our listeners are listening to this podcast day of, which good for you, if you are, um, yeah, that is at uh, six o'clock tonight. Um, oh, Cause this episode will be out this Friday. Um, yeah. And I definitely, it's, it's a very low stress environment, even just for me. It's not like I got to be like running around, like show up at my desk, you know, set up all my, all my switching and everything and just, you know, go person to person for, for half an hour. And definitely I would say it's not just something that you can, you would enjoy if you were in show choir. Like I'm sitting here routinely blown away by the, the just skill and the passion of all these, all these students. Um, it's really, it's a really impressive performance and yeah, first Friday of every month. I personally love it because I know the talent of my own students because I teach them every day. But when I hear the singers from the other high schools in this district, I am like, holy moly, like they are all so flipping good. Like I, it's just like so inspiring. And like the kids watching each other sing, 
they're like, you know, like it can be very like, oh, this is what happens at Heart. Oh, this happens at Saugus. Oh, this is what happens at West Ranch. But when everybody's together and like you get to just like hear how much talent there is across our valley, it's really inspiring. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And that is twitch.tv slash heart show choir if anybody is interested. Um, yeah, it's always it's always entertaining. I think that might be one of the few things that we should keep after we go back. We should continue to do these. And maybe, you know, maybe we're in the choir room instead that night or something, but we're still streaming from different locations. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be really cool to keep that around. Yeah, it's it's been interesting, you know, thinking about going back. There's been a lot of things that, you know, have started in quarantine, you know, those first Friday shows, all of the podcasts, um, things like that, and getting excited about thinking now, like, okay, how do we get to make this better once we can be in person and, you know, kind of grow the production value and everything? Um, yeah, that's definitely going to be something that we can talk about. So backing up for a second, how did you guys get into show choir? Were you in it like in high school or what's the story behind that? I had a throw to the wind, thrown to the fire experience. Um, Zogus already had a show choir, which I admired show choir from afar forever. I always thought like, oh my gosh, I would be so good at that. But then I'm I'm wrong because now that I teach it, I like cannot dance at all. But <laughs> I know, but I'm good at cleaning it. Like I can see it. I just can't do it. <laughs> so I have a lot of respect for my show choir students and comrades. Um, so I've, I saw it growing up all the time. I was only in high school 10 years ago. I mean, that feels like a long time, but it, it's not really a long time. So uh, <laughs> Sanders is laughing at And me. you went to high school out here, right? In the, in the San Francisco? Yeah, I went to Valencia High School. I graduated 10 years ago from Valencia. Um, yeah, so I would watch the show choirs and, and really be in awe. But I honestly, if I'm, if I'm being honest, I didn't know like the, the vocal capabilities that it was just as challenging as the other choirs. It is. It definitely is. Um, and then when I did my student teaching, I was student teaching at a school that has one of the top show choirs in the world. You know, there's these show choirs. Heart is one of them. They have like an, their own division. They're like double A, triple A craziness. Um, and I was at Los Alamitos, which they also have um, a show choir competition. And they're one of the top. And I just I learned from I learned from the best. They're phenomenal. They have a team. It's not just that guy teaching. They have a huge team. And I learned so many things from him that had nothing to do with like teaching students that had everything to do with like hiring people and budgeting and planning festivals and like, which was so helpful to me. So yeah, I'm thankful for that experience because it prepared me for a job that has a show choir and I was very passionate about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so Miss Sanders, how did you get involved in all of this? So I um, have been singing, well, I graduated high school a lot longer. I graduated high school when there was dinosaurs still roaming the earth. So um, (laughs) I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago and I started singing in choirs in elementary school um, and then more seriously in middle school. And then when I got to high school, I tried out for the volleyball team um, because I was, you know, thought I was going to be this great volleyball player. Um, I am not athletically coordinated whatsoever. So um, my dreams were shattered pretty quickly, but I didn't make the volleyball team. And my mom said, okay, well, you have to do an extracurricular. Why don't you take choir? You've been singing like since third grade or whatever. So I auditioned for choir and I auditioned for the musical at my high school as a fresh, you know, as an incoming freshman, I ended up getting one of the leads in the musical as an incoming freshman. And then the teacher said, I 
really want you to be in show choir, um, which is a really big thing in the Midwest. Like, and I had no idea what that is. I loved musical theater, but I didn't really understand what the beast of show choir was. I mean, it's a whole different thing in the Midwest. Like we would have hours of rehearsals just to like go over which way our feet were supposed to be pointing and like and just insanity. Um, so I actually did show choir all four years of high school. Um, and then I went to college in the Midwest, Baldwin Wallace University, whoop, whoop, shout out to one of the top five musical theater schools in the country. Um, and I did college show choir, which is like not a thing out here at all. Um, but it's a Midwest thing. So when I got there, I was a musical theater major. Um, show choir, actually being in show choir for four years informed like my life choices basically moving forward. Um, and I was a musical theater major in college because of show choir. Um, I did collegiate competitive show choir. And then um, as well as classical choir, I was in three choirs. I was in two classical choirs and show choir in college. Um, obviously I'm a big choir nerd. That's like my whole thing. Um, and then when I left college, I was just a professional musical theater performer for 12 years before I even went back to teaching. Um, then when I decided to teach, the first job I got was at a high school in the San Fernando Valley. Um, and they had a show choir class. I use air quotes because it was basically just a dumping ground for all the counselors to like put kids yeah. to like, they didn't know what to do with them. And I was like, yep. great, I'm gonna take this band of misfits and make you into a real show choir. Um, and I did within the six years that I worked there, we went from having this whatever, you know, cornucopia class of <laughs> like just ragtag, whatever kids that like didn't even know what they were doing in choir at all to having two competitive show choirs, the women's intermediate and then an advanced mixed show choir. So. It's just all, it's been in me since I was 13 mm -hmm. and I'm 42. So we're going on three decades of show choir in my blood. Um, yeah. That's kind of, that's crazy. The, the, just the experience and how everyone's gotten here. Um, we are going to get kicked off of zoom shortly. So, uh, thank you both for coming on the podcast, Ms. Holt, Ms. Anders. It's been a pleasure. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. It was fun. Yeah, I love it. Definitely. All right, Izzy, you want to take us out? Thank you for listening to this episode of Heartbeat of the District, which has been produced entirely by Heart District students. Follow us on Instagram at Heartbeat of the District and make sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and stay tuned every Friday for more content focused on the students, staff, and stories that make up the heartbeat of our district.